Michelle, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Of course. I always like to start my podcasts by asking my guests about their journey to where they got, how they got to where they did, essentially. Uh, So I'd love to hear about your journey, how you ended up running your marketing agency. Yes. So I started out in the space as a natural hair influencer, blogger, YouTuber. And so I used to do my hair for YouTube videos. I created a blog called Happily Ever Natural, really to connect with other women who are also going through their natural hair journey. Um, And so I really found like this community and I had no idea that you could get paid to create blog posts or be an influencer. So I don't think the word influencer was really a thing back then, uh, 2012, 2013. I don't think we were like talking about influencers, but blogging was a thing. And so I really put my all into my blog and someone reached out to me. I was actually on this platform called Pop Sugar and they had a way that you can sign up to work with brands. And I'm like, oh my God, they will pay you for this. And so I signed up and Pantene agreed to pay me $200 for a blog post. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have something. This is going to be so amazing. And so I just went full force into really blogging and all the things. But at the time I was working in healthcare. Um, I have a bachelor's and a master's in healthcare administration. I wanted to work at top hospitals and, you know, run departments and things like that. But I ended up getting fired from my job. And so at this point, I'm like, you know what? I feel like I shouldn't go back to healthcare. Maybe I should go into this creative blogging thing. You know, my people thought I was probably crazy. Like, oh my God, you're going to blog. You're going to like be a freelancer. Like that's an actual job. And so at the time when I was laid off from, when I got fired from that job, I took six months and I just freelance, you know, got some freelance writing jobs, did some influencer marketing um, things where, you know, you could get paid to post on social media. So different events. I really um, blogged more, got um, opportunities for sponsor posts on my blog. And then an opportunity came along that I couldn't pass up. And so I got to be the social media and digital marketing manager for a beauty company here in the United States called My L Organics. And I was their first social media and digital manager. And I helped the company to build up that foundation, to build their community. Um, I wore many hats um, working in a small startup company. You do that. And I really got a lot of experience there. And so I was grateful for that. But there was always something missing. And I said, you know what? I definitely can do this for more people. And I just have to follow my dreams. You know, this is, you know, their their dream. And while it's great, I definitely have my own dreams. And so I um, left there to open a marketing agency with my husband. And we've been helping entrepreneurs, small business owners with marketing strategy, social media management, um, fractional CMO work. So we've definitely been doing a lot over there. And so I still have my personal brand. I've been able to do some speaking and I'm writing a book and it's just, it's just been um, a really great journey. So that's how I got to where I am today. You're doing all of the things, <laughs> all of the things. I love that you're writing a book as well. We'll come on more into that in a minute. I just want to rewind slightly because you said that you worked in healthcare and you got fired. I've been fired as well, actually. <laughs> it's always an interesting experience. Are you happy to talk a bit more about that? And because that must have been a rude awakening and it's not a nice feeling being fired or let go of something unexpectedly. Uh, And then moving forward from that and building what you've built, because a lot of people become destroyed by their quote unquote failures. So, yeah, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about what that experience is like for you. Yeah, it was devastating, definitely, because I am a mom, I am a wife. And so I had really started making 
really good money that I thought, you know, and I didn't really get a chance to, you know, start saving up. Um, this was one of those jobs where I had, you know, been out of school pretty long time, but in healthcare, it's like, you try to get to the top and to the top. And it's like, they want you to go back to school or have more experience. But if you don't get experience, like, where am I going to get it from? If, if it's like, I'm not chicken or the eggs. For- <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so, um, yeah, one day I just came to work and my manager, I don't know, she was acting really weird and I was let go, but I kind of felt like I was going to get let go the week before because I actually packed up my desk and I told my husband, you know what, I think I should start looking for another job because it just felt like really weird. Um, But yeah, the reason why I ended up getting fired was actually racial discrimination because there was someone who brought on a case against this person and a lawyer contacted me and I gave him my story and he said, wow, that is the same story that this, you know, other young woman, I don't, you know, I don't know who the woman is, but um, who, you know, brought on this case. And I was just like, wow. And I had no clue like why I got fired up until that point. I just thought I did something wrong and it had like nothing to really do with me as a person. It just was something that this, you know, woman, she did to more people. It was more people than this person. So, um, yeah. And so I just say, you know what, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to like, not show these people, but just go on and not let this crumble me because getting fired when you're a wife, when you're my, when you are bringing in income and now like that's gone, what do you do? And so I'm like, I have to, you know, get to freelance writing. I have to reach out to my contacts, my network to really figure out a plan. Because if I didn't, then we just would have been in this, I don't know what would happen. So I had to like put on my big girl pants and say, well, I have a network of people. I can reach out to people. I can do, you know, some freelance where I can figure it out. And so I, I figured it out. Um, but yeah, it's it was a devastating experience, but we all fail. And I, I did look at that as a failure, even though, you know, it wasn't my fault, but it's just like, that's embarrassing, like to get fired. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to come back from this. I'm I'm going to, you know, get to live a life that I wouldn't have to worry about being fired because I can be my own boss. And so my goal was to be a full-time entrepreneur. Um, it's just, you know, getting fired after that, it's like, you're not, I don't know, I don't have the desire to go back to a place where I know that I can just instantly like get fired, even though I have a a daughter, a husband, no one thought about that. So. Well, firstly, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And that's really fucked up. Unfortunately, more common than we think. And it's just, I think shows such a strength of spirit that after that experience, which was horrendous and you didn't deserve that for that to happen to you, that you were like, fuck this. I am going to make something of myself. I'm going to do my own thing. No one will fire me ever again. (laughs) And I love that. And I think that spirit is what makes an entrepreneur really. I do. I do. I really do believe that because I think sometimes people think they'll start a business And they think it's going to be really fun. And there are parts of it that are really fun. But actually, it's a really challenging thing to do to start and run a business, especially within that first 12 months. How did you find that initial starting up period? Because I know you did have experience in marketing alongside your other job. But what was that initially like? Because it can feel very uncertain, I suppose is the word, when you're first starting out. Yeah, I... I was just like, you know, I had a few people that I knew who needed some social media help. And so I reached out to them and say, hey, I could do this for a thousand dollars. I mean, that's not what I charge now because a thousand dollars for social media, that's like crazy. But I said, hey, I can do this for a thousand dollars. 
let me show you that I can help you, you know, grow your business. And so it worked. And then I was able to, you know, get out there and people started to see that, you know, I was available to do social media work because I kept putting out there like, hey, does anybody need help all, you know, with their social media or their marketing and, you know, having a, a client already to be able to give me, of course, a review um, maybe doing free things for people in the beginning so that they can give me reviews and testimonials. I did do that as well so that we can build up, um, especially on like your Facebook page and like, you know, Google or whatever, so that people, if they were searching for our agency or they landed on the Facebook page, they could see, or the website, they could see, you know, that we did have some reviews. Um, so that's how I initially got started with clients. Um, and then that started to build up. I did take someone's, um, you know, people do challenges and online courses. And I took this girl's challenge and she was like, yeah, you know, I have an agency and you can make like $20,000 a month. And I was like, what? okay, I need to learn this. And so I'm, I took her challenge and I learned like how to create like an agency structure to get other people to help like contractors to help with the work, but also charge more because now there's a team of us doing instead of just one person. So like selling that to a client, like, Hey, well, you get a team, like we're going to work together, not just one person. You don't have a freelancer. Now you have an agency that's going to help you accomplish your goal. So I increased my rates and I started to hire contractors to help work on the different client accounts. And so that's how we initially grew. And so now we work with um, probably seven to 10 clients at a time. Um, yeah. And that's how I initially started out, but I made $24,000 my first year. That is not like, I was, I look back and I'm like, wow. I mean, I was doing something, but I, when I saw that, I said, okay, I have to triple this because I, if I want to make six figures or even millions, I can't keep going at this rate. So I had to sit down and like make a plan and reverse engineer like everything I was doing. But now we have to reach more people or add more services, like to be able to do different things. And so that's what I did. Like I also offer consulting and then I offer like CMO services and then offer also custom. If you, you know, you have a custom project, maybe you need an email marketing or you need social media management, but you, you know, you don't have those two VA to VAs to do that, we can help implement. And I, I, as a social media strategist can give you the strategy or the marketing strategy for that. Um, and so that's how um, I scaled to six figures and beyond. And so scaling hopefully to a million soon, we'll definitely cross our fingers for that. Oh, amazing. I've got no doubts that you'll do that. So when you initially started this agency structure, there must've been a few learning curves there as well, right? Because I know a lot of people hire and then they're like, oh, was that the right decision in terms of making that hiring decision? And I, you're, I can see like you're, you're furiously nodding. <laughs> so tell me about that because I know a lot of people, they hire someone without really thinking about it properly. And it's actually not the smartest thing in terms of revenue. But if you're trying to build out a consultancy, you know, an agency, that's hiring multiple people. And you want to do that in a way that's intelligent and that is going to increase your capacity for revenue and profit, of course. So how the hell did you do it? And what were the learnings along the way? So many. <laughs> hire slow, fire fast. Oh, If the person, give them a 90 day evaluation. I'm a very open communication type person. So, and I'm not like a micromanager because I've gotten that done to me. I don't like the way that feels. And I don't want to do people like that. So I come out the gate saying, I'm not going to be checking like stuff. But one day if I do check and it's not right, then I'm going to like come back to you and say like X, Y, Z. And I've had to do that before. So I think hire slow, fire fast. If the person is not 
meeting your expectations. Do not feel bad to let them go. I've had to let family members go. I said, you're not meeting my expectations. We, I, I, I have, I'm, business can't make money if you're not helping the business make money. If we're losing money, we're supposed to be like helping the business make money. So if it's not, you just have to make those decisions and don't, I know we want to care about people's feelings. Yes, but it's still business and just don't be rude about it. Just say, you know, I don't think that this is working out. You know, these were my expectations. They weren't met. And that's that. But definitely hire slow, fire fast. Um, I have one person on my team who has worked with me for the last two years. And so she is great. And I let her know every single day that I appreciate her putting in her time and effort to help me work with our clients because it has not been easy we have been through hell and back and she has stood by my side and so if you find a good person and I found her guess where on social media from an Instagram post I found her from an Instagram post I did not know her before this before two years ago three years ago I did not know her we met on Instagram I flew like I had three team members at the time and I flew them here and one team member was was living here and so I flew everybody here so I could meet them I met her in person I felt like she was the same person that she was in person as she was you know when we communicate online and so I was like okay I got a good a good person and so she's been with me two years and I tell her look you're we're the right and left hand we work together and I'm gonna look out for you and you know help you with every need. I also have another team member who has been working with me for about two years. Um, and the same thing, like she came out too, and I felt like she was great for it, what she does and the same person who she is online as when we talk offline. And so I think you really have to like have that discernment and say, is the person right? And if you feel like it's not, don't be afraid to, you know, approach things and talk about situations, but I'm a type of person, look, we we work in ClickUp. These are the things that need to be done. Here are the due dates. I'm expecting it to be done by then. I'm not checking on you. I'll give trainings for everything. Everybody should have SOP, standard operating procedures for everything you do in your business. That's why you need to do it first before you give it to somebody else because they're not going to know what to do if you don't explain what to do with them. And that's a lot that you know can you know, hurt many relationships in business because you didn't explain it to the person how they're just supposed to know what to do if you don't explain it. So those are just some of the things, but yeah, it's not, it has not been easy. I've definitely fired people, um, but now I really feel like I have great people on my team. Um, I just hired a administrative assistant, virtual administrative assistant. So I'm excited about that. And she seems to be, you know, coming in and getting right to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's a learning curve, isn't it? And you work with your husband. What's that like? Because <laughs> I feel like it's that could be really amazing or really terrible. So obviously it's it's going well. Yes, it's going well. My husband is my best friend. Um, we're both social media marketing nerds and experts is what we do all day. He's the one who helped me with my whole blog and everything in the beginning. And so, I mean, we just love it. We love what we do. We, we know that we're building something. Um, no one has egos. Like we have to get this work done. This is, we're creating something for our family, for our generation, you know, generational wealth. So we're really all in, but yeah, I love it. I mean, like you said, it could be good or bad, but I think if you when do work works. with your spouse, just open communication, open communication, yeah. right? Like, no, I'm not the boss of him. He's not the boss of me. We are a team. This, we co-own this together and that's how it's going to be. Yeah. And I think if you go into it as equals and if it works, it works. You know, you were saying before that some family members, you're like, love you as a family member. <laughs> you and I should not be in business together. <laughs> That's just how it is. 
I what strikes me about you as well is that you you've got like obviously we've only just met but I feel like there's like the two sides you were saying that you know high slow fire fast and like very strategy based but then you also said something earlier about when you hired someone and it felt right do you make decisions based on gut instinct and intuition as well or do you think you're much more led with the logic side of things um, definitely my gut feeling first, because it's always going to be right. Um, I've hired people who I thought were probably not the best. And then I ended up saying, oh, should have, I should have went with my first, my first mind. But um, I definitely would go with my, you know, my feeling first, but strategy is important too. Like if it's not working afterwards, oh, you you did something wrong. You got to figure, figure this out. And I'm the type of person that we got to have a plan to figure this out because we can't like, it can't keep festering. <laughs> Yes, you need both, don't you? And I think yes. I love the confidence that you have in your gut because a lot of people doubt themselves. They might see something on paper, say, for example, if you are hiring someone and they're like, oh, but on paper they're great, but oh, I don't know, it's just some sort of weird feeling I've got. But do you know what? They've got all the qualifications. They've got all the experience I need. Sure, like I hire them. And your gut usually is right, isn't it? You always have found out one way or another. Oh, should have listened, should have, would have, could have. Learn the hard way sometimes. Exactly. So you do a lot of uh, obviously like the social media aspect of things and operational side of business. How is it like building out that operational side? Because I feel like a lot of people focus on, especially in the earlier stages of business, which I understand, focus on content and just getting visible and starting to get their first few clients and then their back end, which always sounds super dirty, but their back end is like a mess. (laughs) So how do you whip people's businesses into shape? Like, what do you what do you suggest people do in order to run a business as seamlessly as possible and have a good marketing presence, but also have a good operational side of their business? Which is a big question, I know, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I definitely think everybody should think about the customer journey and think about the touch points where the person is interacting with your brand on social media. And beyond. So you have to think about those places. I like to tell people you should have a digital ecosystem. So what I do is I come and look at every place that you are on social media or marketing, what you're doing and say, okay, which of these are working? If it's not like all working together, it doesn't make sense. So most people want just someone to manage their social media and just have it over in the corner in a silo by itself. But it doesn't work like that because it should Social media is just one small part of a marketing plan. The social media team still needs to know what's the promotions for the month? What's the theme? What's going out on the blog? What's in the email? Like, because it all works together and they should all be sending like people to a certain place. Is that the website? Do you want them to sign up for SMS text? There should be goals set throughout the every month with themes. So when I come into many organizations, That's what we started on first. What are like your marketing organizations and systems and themes for the month? Do you have promotions that are going on? Are you having a launch? Because those things take time and you have to plan those. You can't just have a product and say, just post it on social media, but that's a lot of people's perception. But if you want to be successful, it won't work. You really do have to have a plan behind the content that you're posting, behind the storytelling that you're doing. It needs to all work together to send those people to a central place. That's why people create funnels. So Instagram is the top of the funnel. They're knowing about your product coming in through there. Then they're getting the awareness about your business. They might not buy for two years. You don't know, but you're nurturing them in their your sequence. So social media 
isn't just another outlet, but people, I think, have this perception that, oh, my, my business can just blow up on Instagram, but Instagram is only a small piece of social media in general. So I like to tell people that multi-channel integrated marketing is the best way. If you are thinking of running a business in 2023, you should not just think about Instagram. You should think about the different touch points and places that you're available. Maybe it's a podcast. I have a podcast. You have a podcast. We understand that that's another outlet for our business to get known, for people to get, to get us clients or for us to get speaking engaged or whatever it is. So do you have an email list? Are you doing, you know, door hanger still door to door marketing still works, but is that your type of business? So you need to look at all the channels. Um, maybe it's influencer marketing, blogging, um, Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. So you have to take a look at all those places and not say, I'm going to do all these at once. No, say, okay, I can do a few of these and keep and add on things maybe, but trying to do everything at once is just going to make you go crazy. Just like if you're trying to be on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, they're all different strategies. I mean, it's the same basis of marketing. Yes, but each platform is different. So you have to tweak some things for those platforms. So my advice to like, many of my clients is to hire VAs for each of these things because no one person can really hold together your whole business and do that. And if you are not at that place, then of course, if you're like a, a solopreneur, you should focus on one or two platforms and then continue to grow and then get people to help you as you go along. But you cannot do it all by yourself. It's going to be very stressful, but just consider where you are like in your business and not try to stress about being everywhere, being on every platform, because it may not be best for you financially or mentally. Say if you are at the one to two year mark, a lot of people that are listening to this would have ran their businesses for two years or, or less. So they're in the earlier stages. Where would you recommend they focus their energy then if they want to have a really great marketing strategy? I think Instagram is a really great place. TikTok could be too, but it depends on what is your business. Are you a coach or a consultant or a content creator, influencer? I definitely think you should be on Instagram if you are, because that is the place where all the content creators, influencers, coaches, consultants, they definitely have a page or a presence. Then I would say, do you have a Facebook page? Maybe you should think about turning your personal Facebook profile into a professional page so that you can reach more people, open it up so that anyone now can see your post. I've gotten a lot of clients from Facebook. So one of those, um, and then maybe think about YouTube. I think that YouTube in 2023, it's a great opportunity for YouTube shorts. You can take your already created content, the raw files of that, and just upload that to YouTube shorts. So I, a, a tip is to always record your content on your, if you have an iPhone or Android, record it in your app in your phone, not on the Instagram. You want to have those raw files so that you can upload them to different areas. Um, I think that that's the best just to cut down on time and sanity. <laughs> yeah. Repurpose. And sanity is key. Sanity is key. You t said there that you think YouTube's going to be quite big this year with YouTube shorts. What are some other marketing trends that you think or predict are going to be coming out more, become more prevalent this year? Do you think? podcasting if you don't have a podcast get a podcast you can tell your story about anything you want a radio station just for you you can promote your products and services on your podcast you can go on other people's podcasts to even increase your visibility just like we're doing right here so that you can reach more people so I think podcasting is definitely a great avenue but there's a lot of podcasts that don't 
continue on because they stop. I think that if you're going to start a podcast, know that this is a long-term game and there's so much opportunity. It's, it's still so early. It's like so early. And if you're a pioneer and a beginner in the podcasting world, years from now, I might look back and be like, oh, I'm a top podcast expert extraordinaire because I started, you know? So just start. If you have a story to tell, definitely create a podcast. Um, I heard Instagram was saying that they're going to bring photos back to priority. So I don't know what's up with that, but I definitely want to say this about Instagram. Don't even consider the algorithm. Just create the content that a mix of content, carousels, reels, photos, just continue to create that mix and go live and also stories. If you want to excel on Instagram, I think that that is, you're going to have to do work. I know people say, I don't want to post. No one's saying you have to post every day, but maybe three times a week. Maybe you do stories every day. Maybe you go live once a week, but you have to do something. Um, But yeah, I think that Instagram isn't going anywhere. I don't know about TikTok. TikTok is in some waters. I don't know. They, They, it was, talks of banning in the U.S. I have no clue. I'm not even on TikTok like that. I just watch it for entertainment. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think podcasting is going to be up there too, along with YouTube. So podcasting is my favorite thing that I do in my business. I love it. <laughs> I could do it all Me day. too. I love it. It's so much fun. I love talking to people like you. And I also think that it is such a great opportunity for collaborations, but it actually doesn't take me too long to do it it but it, you're right it is the long game because if I expected to be a top 10 podcast <laughs> within my first 10 episodes I mean you're going to set yourself up for disappointment so you are playing the long game with this and it will take a while to get there most likely especially if you've got a smaller audience perhaps but it's such an amazing way to create that long form content to really connect with your audience and that, that it's such a personal way. It's like an email in that way, you know, like the email marketing is quite personal. It's exactly the same with podcasting, even more so. So I am a huge fan. I agree with you on that one. So Michelle, how can people find you and how can people work with you? Yeah, so you can definitely find me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames, T-H-A-M-E-S. I love talking to people over on Instagram. If you have questions, if you want to learn how to make money doing what you love, I'm going to, I teach you how to do that on my Instagram. Um, I love digital products courses and all those things. Um, Yeah. And if you want to listen to my podcast, which you are going to be a guest on, so they have to make sure they listen to both of the episodes. Um, Social Media Decode is my podcast. And if you look, if you're looking for marketing advice, it's the podcast for you. Amazing. I'll leave all of those details in the show notes below. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. I've loved this conversation and I'll see you on your podcast. Very exciting. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so great.